Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Right here on the Butt Munch Ships Radio Network. Butt Munch Ships, sit on your butt munch. Also available in the iTunes store because I finally paid somebody to do that. <laughs> my name is Landon Known, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, if we want to use the wrestling vernacular, and since I'm a wrestling dork, I'm going to. Hunter East, Hunter, it's been a long, long winter, but how the hell are you, buddy? Good Lord, I'm doing good now that Game of Thrones is back. Holy, I mean, two, what is it, two years since the last uh, uh, it, season? At least two years, and uh, yeah, kind of yeah, one I'm, of those I'm, things, it's like, oh yeah, I do remember loving this show. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was good, we knew it was going to come back, and it was going to be really entertaining. Um, we, we weren't able to link up on the, before the first episode aired, life happens, everybody, sorry, but... Uh, <laughs> or dog assholes exploding happen. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have two episodes that are pretty packed in here, and I think there's a lot of stuff that we can we can get uh, get out of it, and, and maybe some predictions that we got for the next episode for sure. How have you been doing since the last time we did this? Uh, doing good. Uh, my life has changed drastically since the last time we did Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Uh, the last time we did this, I was living in Middle Tennessee working for a radio station on Sirius XM. Since then, I have moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, but uh, my life has changed drastically uh, since we've done this. And so has this podcast, because we are entering the end game, no pun intended uh, for all you Marvel fans out there, of Game yeah. of Thrones. So me and Hunter, we have decided to step up our game. We have somebody who pledged their service in perpetuity to Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. And that, my friends, is Kevin. Cousin Kevin, if you're a friend and uh, and listener of the Monday Morning Monorail. But, you know, like, little kayfabe, we're not actually cousins. We're just going to call you Kevin. How about that, Kevin? <laughs> cousin Kevin. like the, the downgrade of Cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift that truly keeps on giving. Poor man's Cousin Eddie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kevin, welcome aboard. Uh, tell the lovely listeners a little bit about yourself and how you uh, have come on board with Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. God Talk. God Talk. Yeah, so um, I I guess I'll just start like with where I started with Game of Thrones. Um, so before Season 7, I had never seen Game of Thrones ever. And everybody Whoa. was like, oh, yeah, everybody was like, whoa, you should really try that show. And I was like, nah, I mean, I'm not into all that. Like, it's whatever. Um and then I watched the season seven premiere and was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they have somebody that's scraping shit out of toilets all day. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that episode. I made the mistake of having dinner during that episode. And every time they went back to, you know, uh, Sam and his latrines and the bedpans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, HBO. Uh, but oh, yeah. so I actually didn't know that, Kevin. You're a pretty recent convert to Game of Thrones. I am. Yeah. So I watched um, at the time of that, the time of season seven, I was working from two to six um, and was going to school or whatever and doing all that. And so I watched season seven, episode one that Sunday. And I went home, bought HBO, um, and binge watched seasons one through six before the following Sunday. So I watched six Holy seasons a week. <laughs> That's dedication, Holmes. Yeah. It's and impressive. Like, 
So by season seven, episode two, I was like, all right, I know everything about Game of Thrones. We're good. That's I'm diving in. Like. <laughs> Jesus, you should be the one hosting this podcast. God bless. Okay, well, and, and, and that actually uh, pivots us to our next point. Uh, since my life has changed drastically from the last season where I was the one that was the note taker and the boat driver, uh, fortunately... My friend Hunter East has picked up that mantle, so uh, for better or for worse, he is now captaining this godforsaken ship. So, uh, <laughs> Hunter, I can't believe you did this. You took notes and asked questions, so since we got two episodes to talk about, let's get this son of a bitch going. Yeah, we all know the world's ending because I'm the one that ha- that took the notes <laughs> and doing this now. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's all over now. Yeah, never mind the fact that there are ice zombies. The fact that Hunter <laughs> is the one that did prep is a sign of the apocalypse. Pretty impressive, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, we have Sam killing whites and and Hunter ladies. keeping notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Absolutely. Wait, no, that's a, that's a different universe. My bad. <laughs> so we, we're we just going to go through this chronologically. I watched the episodes, and then I took a little bit of notes. and just had some questions or a couple things that I put out there. Um, for this one, obviously, we, we get a cool, fresh new opening. That mm. was the first thing that comes up. We get the wall that's already kind of torn down, and then we get the little tiles that are turning blue as it makes its way towards Winterfell. I thought that was very cool. Um, we get that. We see on the inside of, like... Um, you know, King's Landing in, in the, in the um, I can't remember if it's the, the Red Keep or if it's just the, you know, the main castle there. You go underground there, you see the Iron Throne up top, and then you also see the same thing with Winterfell and the crypts and all that. So I like the new opening, and then we get a cool little callback. I felt like, I don't know about you guys, but man, there were so many callbacks to not only just the first few seasons, but even episode one. I mean... There's a ton of them. So, for example, we start out with a boy running to see the armies that are marching into Winterfell. And Arya kind of lets him through. And she is the one that was in, you know, originally she was the one that was always kind of poking around trying to catch, you know, when Robert came in in season one. Or when whenever anything happened in King's Landing, she was always the one that wanted to see. So it's a cool little, you know, nod to her now being grown. Um, despite later scenes, which we'll get into. Oh, uh, she's totally but, grown. <laughs> she is a grown oh, boy. Woman. Grown-ass woman, apparently. But yeah, yeah that uh, that goes through. There's a huge army. We see John and Danny. Um, Arya seems to want to kind of call out, but doesn't really. Um, and then she sees the Hound, which I forgot he was with him. I, it's been a minute, but love the Hound. And then she gets to see old Gendry, or Gendry, or how the hell you say his name. Do we do we have a... a a full pronunciation on that. Is this a hard, hard G or is it like yogging? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, I think you were right the first time. Kevin, do you want to weigh in here? <laughs> um, yeah, I say Gendry, but yeah, if okay, you guys Gendry. say Gendry, then we can say Gendry. <laughs> I really don't think it's wrong. And, and I just want to point out, this is Game of Thrones. I've watched every episode. We're into season eight. Outside of like maybe a handful of characters, everybody is that guy and dude and, and old two eyes over yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Winter. So uh, we'll go with Gendry. I there like, we, I like right, Kevin's, yeah. <laughs> Kevin's uh, spot on there. So Gendry's there. Um, and, of course, <laughs> I thought it was pretty weird. The first line of the whole season was Tyrion oh joking God. about somebody not having balls. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> actually going to be my, my line of uh, line of the episode. By the way, Kevin, we we do that. Just just try and keep up. But, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's going to be my line of the show. Literally the first, first line uttered in season eight. It had to be, you know, a balls joke. Fantastic. Of course. Of course. We got to insult Tyrion. Or, uh, excuse me, Varys, uh, which was great. And then, you know, this whole, like, 
sense that the North doesn't really accept them. You know, John even says that they don't really warm up to outsiders. Um, bunch of foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of, bunch of, you know, Southerners coming up into the north. I'm glad Kevin said that because, holy Lord, racism abounds in Winterfell. <laughs> Literally, like, did you see the looks that they were giving Grey Worm and Masande? I was like, uh-huh. damn, they're coming to save you. Why are you upset? Because <laughs> they look different than us. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't, even, I didn't even recognize that. I was so confused. I guess this is how dead racism must be in my household. <laughs> Because I, I looked at this and was like, why are these lovely people giving them the stink eye? Yeah, dude, like, it, like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, all right, racism. Let's let's tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Seems like they don't, they all don't really like it. And then the dragons come in, and it's like Arya's all about it, and everybody else is scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, to be fair, that was probably would be the reaction that we would have. I mean, we would want to be like, ah, oh, sweet dragons, but I would be like. Mother of God, there is a flying lizard that can crap fire. <laughs> and it can yeah. eat me, too. So. And it can eat you, and it apparently eats whatever it wants. So, <laughs> yes. and, and I can't remember, because I know that there's the timeline, but the, the dragons, I can't remember the last time dragons were actually seen in Westeros, outside of, you know, around Khaleesi. Was this a thousand years ago? Like, what? Are, I mean, this is, this is like game-changing shit. For I, these people, I think it is at least a thousand years ago. Because wasn't the last time dragons were seen on a somewhat regular basis in Westeros? Wasn't it when a Targaryen was on the throne? It was before with the Mad, the Mad King, because yeah. the Mad yeah. King like had he's the one that made the dragon pit, and that's when they started to like wither away. So it was like when Rhaegar was fighting like Rhaegar and like around that time. A uh, while, to say the least. <laughs> so it's been some time. So everybody's, you know, genuinely freaked out. Yeah, regardless, like you said, a game changer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because so, cause on the, I think they'd only heard of in books well, and, and legend and myth. It's like, oh, look at that. Yeah, exactly. So that's showing up. Everybody's freaking out about that, as they should. Uh-huh. And then I, I think this John seeing Bran, was this the first time since season one that John and Bran have seen each other. I remember Bran saw John when he was on the way up to the north when they were at Craster's Keep in one of the earlier seasons, but John didn't see Bran. Right. And I think this is the first time mm-hmm. since season one they've seen each other. Is that uh, anybody got a got no, a, right. uh, a note right. on that? Since season one, episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, technically, and- Bran didn't see him in episode two, so season one, episode one. Wow. Yeah, and and I mean this like like episode one of season eight was a lot of reunions, especially on the Stark side. It was getting, uh, for the lack of a better term, the band back together again. I mean, getting getting as many well all the remaining Starks back under Winterfell. So it's like it's like I know, and and we're gonna we're, we'll get into this later on. It's like a lot of people were really down on this episode. But at the same time, it's like you had to have this setting of the table. You had to bring these pieces back into the center so they could play together. Agreed. And we haven't seen, you know, the Starks together in Winterfell since season one. It's I mean, been forever. God, it was it was just crazy. I, I realized that a lot of times in the reunions that we see in these episodes of man, just how long it has been since some of these characters have seen each other. And not obviously not just the Starks, but just any of them. Mm-hmm. Um Bran, you know, responds in typical creep, uh, creepy God. Bran. I mean, he's just so, <laughs> like, everybody just talks about how, like, off-putting and everything he is. <laughs> uh-huh, because he is. Yeah. Creepy which, dude. Which, by the way, 
good on Winterfell for stepping up their handicap accessibilities while Bran was out because somebody installed a hell of a lot of wheelchair ramps at Winterfell. I mean, I don't think I've seen a ramp in eight seasons, but somehow Winterfell <laughs> is ready to go, okay? They probably got solar panels and shit out there, too. They're next level. Hey, the North never forgets. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, right. of course, you know, we got... Um, we got Bran interrupting the, the mood and just like we have this these nice meetings. Branding you know, Sansa it up. Has, yeah, <laughs> we need to come up with a term of that. Like I don't know. I like branding it up. Branding it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just brand the scene up a little bit, you know. <laughs> and I think a little bit here, you know, the show the showrunners are looking at Bran to kind of he he kind of knows all the information and in a way sort of to a degree in some senses Sam knows information that others don't either they're sort of using them as plot devices to be like hey this is cool but we need to get to the real shit <laughs> I a thousand percent agree with you on that so he he interrupts everything the wall the dragon the dead are marching buzz kill like let's <laughs> let's just interrupt this shit because I don't think Sansa has never met Daenerys this is this is new territory here. which by the way she's never met Daenerys and that's now her queen yeah, they, <laughs> nobody seemed real happy. Uh, Kevin, you said that you had run through a lot of the seasons here recently. How do you think, I mean, to be fair, some of the North has been pretty shitty to the Starks unnecessarily, mm -hmm. but how did you see um, this going with people as far as how they were very accepting of any of this new queen shit? Yeah, so, like, my big thing with Daenerys entering and you know, her and Sansa is, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later on for when we talk about episode two, but if you know that the army of the dead's coming upon you, and that's the whole reason that John left was to go get reinforcements, John comes back with two full-size dragons and two full-size armies and basically triples what you've got now why are you upset and i mean yeah i get that you know the north declared themselves to be independent back in season one and i get that you know the targaryens murdered uh brand you know ned's father and ned's brother i get that I, it's whatever but like you're gonna die if daenerys isn't there with her armies <laughs> and you can worry about the North after you defeat the army of the dead. <laughs> yeah, you can worry about the North when you still have a, a stake to have claim a north. <laughs> of the North. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you ain't fighting zombies. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I mean, I thought it was a little cold. Um, I mean, my favorite hey character. <laughs> yeah, my favorite character on the show is Daenerys, and so obviously, really? like, I'm biased towards Daenerys. Um, gotcha. So I was just like, y'all quit hating on her. Like the first two episodes, I've been like. Leave her alone. Like she's coming to save you. Gosh. Well, and and you you make reference to the second episode, which we'll get to. There, I am I crazy to think we might have a Daenerys heel turn coming. I, I think, think I think so. See, I'm crazy to think that, or you think it's coming. Well, see, I I mean, my own personal thought. I think Daenerys does not make it out of season eight. I think she is dead. I think mm. you're right. But I whoa, think whoa, whoa! Both of you think Danny is getting got? Oh, oh of course yes. it's Game yeah. of Thrones, so everybody. I mean, yeah. Wow. But I like, totally believe she's not going to make it through. The whole thing with the Mad Queen, um, like that whole Mad Queen, like her making like the reincarnation of the Mad King. I think that's a huge smokescreen, and it's like they're wanting to make us believe that she's going to turn psycho, 
But after John sits there and tells her, you know, hey, I don't want the Iron Throne. You know, I've never wanted to be in charge of anything. I think then you'll see her like kind of calm down. And you have to like take into consideration really the only transgression kind of type thing that she could have is that she burned Randall and Dickon Tarly. Dickon. Oh, Oh, yes. Our favorite joke from season seven is back for one more episode, Hunter. (laughs) I love Dickon. And who don't? That's what she said. Yeah. So, I mean, she burned them alive, but like at the same time. God, that scene was so great, too. But they didn't bend the knee. And so it's like, you know, that's your fault, dude. Like if she has a freaking full size dragon saying bend the knee or you're going to die. I'd be like, Dude, I'm finding knee. other people's <laughs> knees to bend at that yeah. point. It's like, it's like I got two. Yeah. How many more knees do you need? Yeah, I agree. Exactly. And Dickon was a dumbass and decided to be like, I'm going to stand next to you, Dad. And so now his, well, his dick name is, is Dickon. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. It's Dickon. His, so, his I mean, dick is off now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have that situation going on. Everybody seems to be very... It's just very, you know, again, the, the the cold puns are coming, but it's just very icy. Like, nobody wants to kind of warm up to any of this. It's very new. These dragons are here. Everybody's in kind of... And so we go into this sort of, like, chamber meeting with all of the North. Lord Umber, of course, gets called up to Last Hearth or Hearth or whatever to go get horses and all these other things and, and make sure he gets some people. Ned more wagons. Yeah, got to have some more supplies, of course. So he runs off, um, and they say that you know they're going to make their stand here. The the decision by everyone is not to retreat somewhere else, but to make Winterfell basically the new wall. Like we're gonna be, we're gonna stand here and defend the South and all the other realms here by fighting at Winterfell. And of course, I don't know if there's been a scene where Lady Mormont didn't throw shade. I mean, she is a mean mugging son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for somebody who has yet to go through puberty, she sure does kick a lot of ass. <laughs> I hope she shows up on the battlefield. Otherwise, she's just going to look at look real bitchy when we're in the council meetings. Um, <laughs> I yeah, that, like like I just want one scene of her riding a bear. That and zombie net <laughs> is that too much to ask? Come on, Game of Thrones, you're I mean, ending it. Bring it. Come yeah, on. Yeah, so. give the people what they want. You know, they, they have this argument about whether or not, you know, she brings it up that is he, what is he? Is he the king? Is he, you know, this? Is he that? And he basically is saying what you're saying, Kevin. He's backing you up by saying, look, it doesn't matter. You guys are arguing over who wants to sit where and have a title. And none of the dead don't care about that. That's not, they're not looking for power in that they can sit on some throne somewhere. They want us all. So... There's, there's that, and then, of course, the Lannisters, the idea that the Lannisters are going to be joining up. Everybody uh, groans at that. Long. And I think that I have heard this, as much as I ignore the internet, rightfully so, I have heard that uh, through these first two episodes, Tyrion seems to be less clever. God, He's Tyrion's not really... Dumbass. Expound, <laughs> 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 Kevin, go yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that's not his gimmick. He drinks and he knows things. Jesus It's yeah. on Christ. a t-shirt and everything. They've killed Tyrion. Oh, like... So I know we don't want to be like negative, but <laughs> no, no, what go they've for it. done what they've done to Tyrion is just like he better have something up his sleeve, whether it's against the Battle of the Winterfell or when they go and face off with Cersei, or he better have something up his sleeve. Because the past two seasons he has looked like a complete dumbass. Like the last smart thing he did was let that was feeding Rhaegal and Viserion. Other than that, like 
Oh yeah, we're gonna make a seven-year pact to have slavery back in order. Let's see how that works out. Yeah, that's a great idea, Tyrion. Oh yeah, we're gonna go find a white and take it down to King's Landing and maybe Cersei will team up with us. God, yeah. Which, I mean, I do want to point out, me and Hunter dubbed that Operation Bad Idea. Yeah, that was Operation we were not bad for idea. that. Yeah, was a bad idea. <laughs> and I mean, Kevin makes a good point, especially in the first what five seasons of this show. They they positioned Tyrion as the smartest man on the board, yeah. but in the last few seasons, Kevin makes good points. He has had misstep after misstep after misstep. Now well, maybe I mean, maybe they're just building him up to to have a you know a very brilliant idea at the 11th hour that saves everything, but at the same time, this is Game of Thrones, and I doubt anything is going to save everything. Yeah, I mean, Sansa <laughs> says it. She says, I used to think of you as the most clever man in the world. And it's like, yeah. damn, that hit me. I was like, ooh, that did. shade. I agree. And by the way, bringing up Sansa, can we point out just how good she is at being a leader? I thought you were going to say how good she looks this season. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm, yes, I'm going to go with right. a little little option A, a little option B Okay, here. I, I, I mean, agree I with mean, both. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> she is very easy on the eyes. A very attractive young her woman. Her new God, armor God looks gave like her <laughs> amazing jeans and, and an yeah. amazing uh, costume. <laughs> yeah, I agree. She's she's doing good. We have a little Danny versus Sansa moment here. You know, there's this, you can feel this tension. And then, you know, they're unloading the dragon glass. They're going, Tyrion sees Sansa for the first time since what, season four? Yeah. Because that's when Joffrey was killed. marriage. Yeah. (laughs) Joffrey's killed. She disappears. And I think that's the last time they've seen each other. So half the series has been without them seeing each other. And yeah, the, I got to tell you, my line from the show, I think, is going to be Sansa when they says, man, that that wedding was an awful affair. And she says, that had its moments. (laughs) (laughs) Huge fan of that. Yeah, that's that's a good line. I'll give you that. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, that's this is where she delivers that line. You know, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. And, And you're right, Kevin. I think that they've really kind of the first few seasons, Tyrion always seemed to be ahead of most people. Like he was the one that picked trial by combat, um, at, at Liza's place or, or the, um, uh, the what veil. Is it? with the, the veil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the moon door and all that. He chooses that he chooses Braun. He, he has placed pieces on the board and has reacted. And I think part of it has come from, yeah, ever since he's been out of King's landing and has been with Varys out there with Daenerys, his judgment at times has been suspect at best. And this here kind of brings it up. Here's my thing. I believe that Sansa isn't the new Littlefinger. She gets her hands dirty in zero scenes, and she is controlling a lot of pieces on the board. I wouldn't be surprised because she's kind of been groomed by Littlefinger, and also she's kind of been groomed by Cersei, and Arya has called her on that shit before. Agreed. I think she's basically... by three of the worst people on the show. (laughs) Or Littlefinger, Cersei, and Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, maybe Sansa is going to be the one that heel turns. <laughs> I don't think. I, I and I guess that's my point. Is like I don't think she's going to heel turn. I just think that she is the new one, like Varys and Littlefinger, that never seems to get any dirt on them, but always seems to be connected, you know, in a web of things that reach far, far away from their actual grasp. I mean, I, I like think that. that that's what's going on. Um, then we got to, again, John at the Weirwood Tree meeting Arya probably since season one. That was such a great moment. Oh, 
so good. Very cathartic. A lot of cathartic. This is what this is what gives me pause about these next four episodes is because these first two here are are the most warmest, fuzziest <laughs> feeling episodes I've ever seen Game of Thrones. Like and you then you start every... to feel the heel on the back of your neck. It's like, what is that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm watching Game of Thrones. They're literally about to kill everybody. Yeah, none of this is supposed to go well. So. Um, they have the little like uh, you know sword envy uh, shots. You know we got needle, we've got uh, long claw. They compare that, and then you know this family and loyalty theme really shows up a lot. This is what everybody's talking about. You know, in episode two, which we'll get to, there's more themes of family and loyalty that nobody is asking forgiveness for. Arya and Sansa seem to be sided together, and then John and Danny are over here, and. They're kind of, you know, of course, they still think John's, you know, the bastard of Ned Stark, so they still consider him family, but it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little on edge, at least so far. You just said something that made me have a thought, and we can get into this further after we talk about episode two. By the way, I apologize for the pacing of this show. It, it, it will be much better going forward. But, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to be all over the place, but it's okay. We'll exactly. make it work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make it work because we're untrained professionals. Uh, but <laughs> in episode two, John – well, in episode one, John gets the news of who he really is. And then in episode two, he tells Danny who he really is. What if in these themes of family – how is Sansa and Arya going to react to this? Somebody that they thought of was kind of their brother, but they recently have rewarmed up to, is now actually part of the bloodline that killed so many of their ancestors? Yeah, I mean, how how far back are we going to let the sins of the father dictate, you know, the, the sons and daughters? I mean, and, and we've had characters ask straight up that. I mean, going back to season seven, when uh, when John took back the North and they had to deal with the houses that, you know, went with Ramsey instead of standing with the with, with the Starks. And John himself said, it's like, we can't, uh, we can't punish uh, the children for the sins of their fathers. That's true. And then there's the, the great scene back when Tyrion first meets Danny a few seasons ago and they say, you know, oh, we have we're, you know, two children raised by terrible fathers and stuff like that. You know, how long will that punishment go and how far did the rewards go for being that? Because not only does that affect Danny's relationship with John, it affects everything. John is a person who does not care about any crowns or titles, and yet that piece of information changes his relationship to literally every character around him. It changes his relationship with Arya and Sansa and the rest of his family, quote. It changes his relationship with Danny, and it changes his relationship with the North. So there's really not a point in the story that this doesn't touch on. And that's that's why I think they keep coming back to these themes so often in these first few episodes and, and keep harping on them. Like, it's so crazy. Like, we come into season eight like john is part of an army but in these first two episodes with this revelation it could leave john a man with no nation like he he, he could be an army of one because da uh, daenerys could shun him uh aria and sansa could shun him the north i mean like i i feel like they're pretty much ready to shun him like like john could find himself standing alone yeah he's lucky he's he's been so persuasive um, previously, but I mean, the, it's the hair. Let's be honest. Yeah, good it's lord. Just, height, I don't know what kind sure. of conditioner, but <laughs> fuck. Let's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. Kit, hit uh, me up. I, I need some hair product. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know what kind of Game of Thrones conditioner we're about to license because that shit is glorious. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, then, then we see, you know, King's Landing, Cersei's happy that the dead are breaking through, Euron's brought the Golden Company. God. He has that really creepy scene about Yara on, you know, Euron and Yara, he's not going to kill her, because he doesn't, <laughs> he wants to fuck Cersei, and he doesn't want to kill Yara, because he'd have nobody to talk to. Like, I, like, like, I, <laughs> I kind of liked that wrinkle to Euron, like, like, because previously he had been portrayed as this, like, what, last season we called him, like, a sociopathic Tasmanian devil. He just shows up, rapes and murders everything, makes funny faces, and then he's off. But, like, yeah. this is the first time we got to see kind of a human side of this sociopath. Yeah, he exists. He exists in in a different headspace. I feel like in the same way they've changed Tyrion a little bit narratively. I feel like they've changed Euron a bit because, yeah, agreed. He was just sort of like, he would just fuck everything up anytime he was around. Sociopathic Tasmanian devil. Exactly. Come in, and wreck now, shit, make funny faces, and leave. He it didn't see, or I guess the best thing is it didn't seem like he had a ton of logic outside of, hey, I need this alliance with Cersei. I'm just gonna, you know, bring her some people to torture or kill. And then also bring her a fleet. Like that's not. He wants something out of this too. He wants to be the king. So he's gonna put a baby in her. He's gonna put a prince in your belly. There we, there we go. Yeah. Uh, your impression then, is better than mine, quote unquote. <laughs> and then it was so great to see Captain Strickland tell Cersei that they didn't have elephants. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Cersei wanted her Lord of the Rings fan fiction going. She wanted all the elephants <laughs> and Roll Tide. Wait, no, yeah, never mind. Oh God. Far, yeah, she's uh, she's apparently a fan of <laughs> of the elephants. Um, Which I mean, then, d- to be fair, I would want elephants if I was buying an army too. Agreed. Even in but, 2019, like, sure, we're going to Afghanistan. Send elephants. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you think about Euron negotiating for some nookie? What'd you think about that? Again, like going back, it's like I think that's a fun wrinkle to this character because. Like I previously said, he was some wild moron that just, you know, showed up, dried humped something, murdered, and left. Now he's like, he's brokering stuff? It's like there might be a method to his madness. I say might because I'm still not going to give this this guy the credit or the benefit of the doubt. Kevin, like, 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 what do you think on Euron? God, I can't wait for him to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I sweet. have not liked Euron <laughs> since he threw Balon Greyjoy off the bridge. And, like, I mean, I get why his character is there. It's not like I don't like the character. He's a great villain, which is why I don't like him. Um, but, like, I, I agree with what you guys are saying, how he's, like, come kind of, like, he's kind of changed from, you know, as far as season seven. I mean, you see him when he shows up on the silencer and takes Yara's ship. Like, he looks like a freaking crazy man coming off that thing. Yeah. Yeah, that scene where, I guess, the mouth of his boat comes down. Like, he looks mad. Like, like, dude needs to be checked for rabies as soon as you say cut. That's where you see Tasmanian (laughs) Devil. Like, that's where I get that. But then, like, I actually, I actually think that was the episode where we where, where we coined him <laughs> the test, maybe. Yeah. Devil. But then, like, you switch from that to this season where he's essentially begging Cersei to put him in bed. It's like, okay, like, come on, like, you, you <laughs> like seriously. I mean, I I yeah. get, I mean, I get why Cersei did it because she needed his army, but it's like that kind of plus she can't have sex with her brother yeah she's probably a little lonely but it's like you know i it's just and i've always liked cersei too that's weird i mean i'm I'm weird because i like cersei and 
because she's like a badass you know she will do whatever she, whatever she has to do which i guess that doing this you know sleeping with euron certifies that is like you know she's gonna do whatever she has to do to keep the iron throne and she'll i mean you ain't wrong she'll kill whoever she has to kill including her own kids and <laughs> and sleep with whoever she has to sleep with including her brother to keep the iron throne which you know that's admirable well, and I think this is I think there's a bigger story here at play as well. I think personally, this is my theory. I think Cersei was lying about the pregnancy earlier. I think she was using that to get her brothers to do things that she wanted them to do even though they wouldn't do if they didn't know that. And now I think that Euron possibly got her pregnant and she can play that off as the real pregnancy, quote unquote, now. I agree with that. That's I, my I agree with that. Or that she was pregnant that, yeah. with Jamie's kid, and she had to have sex yeah, with Euron so they could she could say, exactly. "Oh, it's like she did with Robert." She could say, "Oh, it's your kid, though." Well, yeah. uh, guys, I don't want to spoil this. I've actually seen the uh, series finale. Zombie Mori Povich shows up, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and it's a "You are not the father." Episode. You're not the like, father. Like, I can't believe that's how they ended the season or the series. I'm insane. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's she. She's doing a brilliant move here. There, there are times like the the thing that you don't want to have in like a chess game is when you're just gonna have to give up a piece. You've already lost one piece. You, it's just up to you which one you're gonna sacrifice. And I feel like she's doing this in that same way. Like, hey, if things don't work out with Euron, I can always tell Jamie it was his. If things don't work out with Jamie, I can. I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Kevin. I think she is working this to make sure that she comes out on top. Uh, proverbially and uh, literally. Hey, uh, now. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Either way, she wants to make sure she so does well. She. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get this creepy scene where shes he's asking her to rank, you know, rank the sex between Robert, her own brother, and him. <laughs> Which, I mean, you say it's weird, and yes, it is weird because we live in a universe that isn't Game of Thrones, but you also have to remember... They do live in a universe where game of Game of Thrones, where it's like incest. It's like, yeah, no, that's bad. Okay, wait, who's around in the room? That's eh, all right. Yeah, but because <laughs> I mean, like, like our heroes, our heroes, like what uncle, yeah. un- uncle, and and and, and, and what niece or uh, something, aunt and nephew. So, I, the family tree is obviously not forking enough. <laughs> no, the family tree's a stick. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this and. But even so, what I'm saying is, even in Game of Thrones, like Cersei is amazed that Euron keeps sticking his neck out there. She's constantly like, "Oh, you like, you like doing these absurd things because it could get you killed." And he's, you know, says life is boring, and she actually appreciates that. It's it's weird that there's somebody so arrogant, and Cersei enjoys that because I figured that would be the antithesis of what she would want as somebody next to her. Now, maybe she always assumes, like, this motherfucker's only here to give me a kid, and that is it. I'm going to kill him or get him off, or, you know, whatever I got to do to get him out of the picture. I just need him for this one task for now, to win a war. So, I don't know if she plans on keeping him around, but, yeah, even he, and he, even, and he knows it. He says, you know, they were lesser men that you executed for less than what I'm doing for you. You know, whatever. So... I'm I'm pretty curious to see how that goes because Euron was really re- waiting for this moment, and I felt like Cersei was sort of dreading it. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt Cersei was dreading it because I mean, like, like the Tasmanian Devil wants to put a prince in her belly. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. And then, uh, and then you got uh, while he's doing that, Theon saves Yara. 
Yes, that is something I wanted to talk about because I know you are very anti Theon slash Reek. Really? So, yes. Dude, like, like Hunter yeah. has opinions on some people. Uh, Theon <laughs> slash Reek and Jamie being uh, the two really? that come to my mind. Oh, wow. This yeah. is going to be for great yeah. content. Because... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't stand. I could not stand Reek and Theon, and I I never bought Jamie's redemption. I never agreed that he was a good person or that he was okay. Like I don't care about the scene in the bathhouse. I don't give a shit that you got uh, you know an oath sworn to Catelyn. You're a piece of shit, and I can't wait to see you die. Like that's how I have felt the whole series by those. Okay, <laughs> so hurts. with that being said about Theon, uh, because last season we thought we were on a, a Theon redemption tour right up until it detoured into the uh, Sea of Sadness. So uh, Hunter, yeah. how you thinking on Reek? Right well, now. I'm glad she headbutted the shit out of him. He deserved that. <laughs> uh, but it's sibling tough love, you know. They get back up, and Yara says, you know, she wants to, she wants to go back and take the home. And Theon obviously wants to go die at Winterfell. Wait, no, he, sorry, that's that's next episode. <laughs> I digress. Yeah, he wants to go to to Winterfell. So, I I was happy that Yara was saved. Um, I thought it was a little quick, although I'm not bitching about that because God knows I don't want you to take 20 minutes out of an episode to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, the internet will lose their mind. Well, and I would too. Notoriously, Kevin, last season, I was uninterested in Samwell Tarly's story. I was so upset every time they cut away from more important storylines and action sequences to watch this fat bastard read through some books. I don't yeah. care. Hey, whoa, I'm not whoa. A big it's a fan. fat bastard. I find that <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Yes, but you're interesting. Oh, you're thanks. not cleaning shit out of old people's latrines. You're like doing things. He just, it felt like we were waiting on him and waiting on him and waiting on him to find one piece of information that was made this whole journey, quote, useful, and then he could get the fuck out of the Citadel. I was so over it that I just wanted him to hurry up and get gone. And so with this, I'm kind of glad they didn't take forever to save Yara. Um, Theon was not, still not a fan of Theon very much. Yeah, okay, so he did one good thing. He rescued Sansa too. He's still not redeemed in my eyes. Um, so is it going to take him dying at Winterfell to be redeemed in your eyes? No, I've got a note on that later. Uh, I want to come back to that. <laughs> See, in the business, we call that a tease. Yeah, the big old bowl of foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. 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 Wow, that sounds way more metal than foreshadowing. <laughs> Absolutely. So, by the way, we, dibs on that is a band name. Foreshadowing. <laughs> we got that. We got. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think this shit with Kyburn trying to get Bronn to kill the brothers—that's that, not going to happen. No, I mean, surely not. Kevin, you've you've recently, you know, when you went through the scenes the, or the or the seasons right back to back. I mean, you got to see multiple times and I have to be reminded about this because I, I haven't gone back and watched these seasons about how many times Jamie and Tyrion were on good terms and helped each other out uh, and same thing with Bronn and each of these brothers like this just this just seems like there's no way that's going to happen Am so I wrong? my theory for Kyburn coming up to Bronn number one they had to have a brothel scene somewhat brothel type scene. <laughs> I mean, that's in the contract. So on. you had to have that. And that was like the easiest place to have it. But like, it's like, okay, HBO settled down. It's like, I get it for game of Thrones, but that was so weird to have a brothel scene in. V. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but here's the other thing is, and I don't know, like a lot of people don't know this, but Jerome Flynn, the guy who plays Braun and Lena Hetty, who plays Cersei, they have a restraining order against each other. And so what? Yeah, they used to date. 
and like I guess something happened and she has a restraining order against Jerome Flynn to where they can't even be on the same screen at the same time. Like they, Wait, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 yeah, I heard this, but I didn't know the full facts. Yeah. Wow. So, like, I wish like y'all could other. see my face right now. <laughs> I am blown the fuck away. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so like... Oh my god. I think, which is why Kyburn is the one who delivered this news to Braun instead of Cersei herself. Yeah, because then the court would get exactly. involved. And then it's like, guess what? That's going to be a whole nother season. Yeah. Guess what? Winter is coming to court. Yeah, so like, I think... And it... Because Braun is kind of like an important, like semi-important character, but he's kind of like he's been there since season one. He made it to the final yeah. season. He is an important. Yeah, character. so he's been there for a while, and it'd be useless to have him just sitting in King's Landing, only being on the screen whenever Cersei's to get et by White. Yeah, Waters. whenever Cersei's yeah. not on the screen. So, like, I guess I think of this move as kind of like a way to get Braun to the north. Because they didn't include that bronze going with Cersei or with Jaime when Jaime left. And I guess they like, I don't know if they like forgot about Braun or like what, <laughs> but they just said, so like, this is kind of like their way to get Braun to the north, to the action, um, to do what he does best. As far as Braun killing Jaime and Tyrion, I, there's like a 0% chance of that happening in my opinion. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, let me get in here. I Agreed. do think it's a number percent that isn't zero. Because do you remember what Braun said to Jamie right before Danny and her dragon showed up to wreck face at King's Land, or uh, not King's Landing, uh, Casterly Rock? Yeah, I want a castle. True. Give me a castle. Yeah. <laughs> What's not to say Kyburn says you can have literally every castle you want. Yeah, but like yeah. like Braun has already proven he has a price. Like like the million dollar man Ted DiBiase was right. Everybody has a price when it comes to Braun. But see, Braun also said, and the loot train battle is they have dragons, and I'm not like after the loot train battle, I'm not going against those dragons. And that that yeah. that is so. Also I think true. when he shows right. up to King's Landing and he sees that there's not just one dragon, there's two dragons. And they're Dose. big ass dragons, and, and they hunt. There's a, and they eat whatever they yeah, want. And there's a big yeah. army, and he sees like the force that the army of the north has. He's gonna be like, uh, they're gonna win, and then Tyrion's gonna give me my castle, or Jaime, or Daenerys, or whoever the hell's still alive is gonna give me my damn castle, and I'll be fine. Well, you're oh, yeah. you're also assuming a people are gonna be alive, and b bronze one of people them. People are also gonna gonna be alive by the time Bron gets yeah. there. That's that's another yeah. thing. It's like it's taking him a long ass time to get there. Yeah, yeah, especially in the last couple seasons where uh, apparently fast travel has been unlocked. There's there's time <laughs> heisting in the next two seasons, or the last couple seasons, evidently. Actually, I'm really glad you brought it. that up. It's going to tie in HBO to the MCU. Time heist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So <laughs> they uh, acquire the space stone, and that is how they're able to do this. <laughs> so uh, I'm very proud to announce they're rebooting The Wire, starring The Thing. <laughs> I would actually watch that. <laughs> so we got that. We got uh, Tyrion and Davos having a, a quick conversation about you know. Uh, Davos suggests that what would what would the Seven Kingdoms look like with a just man and an honest, you know, good queen 
to rule. How crazy would that be? And again, it just the reason I think Danny's going to die. It just sounds so fairy tale. I don't see George R. R. Martin writing a story like this. I know that the shows have deviated from the books in pretty big ways at times. I just don't see him writing a story where this you know uh, little girl is sold to a barbarian for an army and she makes it all the way up to the Iron Throne. I just don't see that what? happening. The Jon Snow seems a little more probable because of his situation, but I just don't see that being... Yeah, I mean, going along with your point, um, Varys has two lines so far this whole freaking series, and one of them is nothing ever lasts. Talking about nothing the lasts. situation That's exactly that what I had next. Yeah, so, <laughs> so foreboding, like, it's not... It doesn't look good, and he's right you know that this uh, we'll see what happens here but i don't think that's gonna i think he's kind of foreshadowing not just the idea that danny is not may not be here but that probably isn't going to happen you know that love or that connection may not go um as far as most people want it to but i thought this was going to take a few more episodes to get to but then we go right into riding some dragons yep yeah buddy we go we go metal as hell right now it's like we ain't got time to mess around jump gypsy <laughs> Um, to me, this is really cool. I thought it was funny. There's some poking moments of, you know, I don't know how to ride a dragon. You've ruined horses for me, all that stuff. Um, but I'll tell you this on the effects and everything, the dive bomb where John has to hold on to that thing when it goes over the cliff, that felt real. Mm-hmm. Like that, that feel, you could tell that the feeling in his stomach was something like going over a roller coaster. Like everything sped up. It got real quiet because the wind was so loud, so to speak. It was. It was pretty awesome. I, I mean, granted, they probably spent like 30% of their budget on that one shot. Money well spent. Which is why we Money don't well have spent. Ghost. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we, damn, I hadn't thought damn of Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> just go ahead and push that knife in my heart a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a big old doggy. Come on. Ghost yeah, has been there since uh, day one. And since John day has one. Long, on Kevin. him over and over with a dragon. <laughs> Ghost deserved better. Yeah, but I it's just not going to be the same if both if John and Danny you know strap saddles on the back of some of these direwolves. It's just not going to have the same effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not going to be nearly the awe that that you know coming over the break riding you know freaking dinosaurs has. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut we cut from the <laughs> we uh, cut from the, cool the streams. Scene. Wait a minute. We got a cool scene there, and then I, I was waiting on this. I wanted the Hound and Arya to have a moment. I needed to see them. Well, that's that's good. The, the Hound gets a dragon glass axe. How many White Walkers is he about to fuck up with that glass or that uh, dragon glass? My God, um, Can't a wait. lot. Probably about the number plus one that's going to fuck him up back. Yeah. However. I don't want the Hound to die at the Battle of Winterfell because he must fulfill Clegane Bowl. We must that have ain't that fight. Buddy, I'm sorry. Like You like, don't believe it's happening. That ain't happening. Oh, see, I'm total opposite. Come on. <laughs> I think it's happening. Like, 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 I would love to be wrong here, but it's like, especially when they only have so many finite episodes, so many finite numbers of episodes left, and they have all of this stuff to tie up. Like, as much as I'd love to see Clegane Bowl, I ain't think that's going to happen. I, unfortunately, I don't think they got the time for it. No. They got to go back to King's Landing at some point after the Battle of Winterfell. And I think there's a small group of, like, Jon Snow, the Hound, and a few others, maybe a dragon or two, that get back there and 
I gotta see it, Kevin. Tell me why you think. Can we go ahead and jump into episode two? Let's uh, 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 let's go ahead and get into it. Well, I mean, we got a couple other things. I mean, you've got uh, the reveal that the the dagger that was given to uh, or given to that was given to Bran by Littlefinger, but now Arya has it is Valerian steel. That was cool. Okay, she all right, all right, a special all right. weapon. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things, but before I go there, yes, yes, Kevin, get in here, dude. Kevin, Answer tell Hunter's me why question. you think Clegane Bowl is gonna happen? Uh, because it's been teased since like the first season, and it's like. These guys have social media, <laughs> and they know how important some of these things are to the fans. And it's like, Clegane Bowl has been something that people have wanted since the beginning. And it's like, when the mountain was was dying, and the, the uh, when he fought the Viper, Oberyn Martell, um, it was like, personally, I was like, oh shit, we're not going to get Clegane Bowl. Like, I didn't care that the mountain was dying. I was like, oh shit, somebody else is going to kill him, and it's not going to be his little brother. It's, it has to be the Hound. Like, it has to be the Hound. And yes. I think, you know, personally, I told, I agree with you, Hunter, that he's going to go down south to King's Landing. The Mountain's going to be there protecting Cersei. He's going to fight the Mountain at that point. And he'll, you know, obviously he'll... Not obviously. This is Game of Thrones we're talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, believe, Fair point. I believe he'll kill the Mountain. Um, wouldn't that be something if they gave he, you Kaglambol and he lost? Like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Swerve, well, and then you, you think, find out Vince Russo is riding it the entire time. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think the Hound survives that that fight? Because I don't think he does. No, I think he kills the Mountain, but he ends up dying. Somebody else. Yeah, ends he's up fatally wounded. Him. Yeah. I have a counter to this. You mm. say this is something that fans have been wanting since season one. I got two words for you. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. How about Lady Stoneheart? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That would be cool. Be that is something that people have been clamoring for ever since the Red Wedding. You're gonna and guess get what? it this week. It you is think so. interesting that that I bring that up now, especially when everybody knows that the Crips are the most secure part of Winterfell. Yeah. It's God, not yeah. like they're fighting a dude that rises the dead to fight for him and it's not like they're hiding in the crypt that's had you know thousands of years of people putting their butt but i digress that's for episode okay well i have another theory on the hound which go on so i'm glad that you unveiled lady stoneheart because that means that you're a book reader and you know no no i have the internet settle down do you know that like like the whole beric dondarian thing that he's dead in the books right the do what now beric dondarian the guy that brings back the 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 dude with the one-eyed yeah, with pirate the fire sword, sword guy <laughs> oh well why didn't you say yeah. that okay flaming sword <laughs> so he's dead in the books but how he dies is he gives like the kiss of life to somebody and brings them back from the dead essentially what kyburn does to the hound or to the mountain and the so mountain. what yeah, i've yeah. heard one of the theories that i saw on the internet was that the mountain actually falls in the battle of winterfell but Beric Dondarrion brings him back with the kiss of life. That's how Beric Dondarrion falls, and then you get Bowl being undead mountain oh. against undead hound. What oh, that oh that's metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna tear my shirt off and like chug seven <laughs> beers after hearing that. That sounds amazing. Wouldn't that be insane? Like, oh god. That took that took Bowl and put it in the hell in the cell right there. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm so for I get that. that reference. Yeah. My God, I love it, dude. That, yeah. that's, so that's the only way you make that better. Be crazy. God, like, that's when great. I saw that, I like, was like, like so, oh shit, like oh okay. 
<laughs> like I would stay up the entire night before I have to go to work at 5 a.m. just pretty much yelling at the moon and drinking beer because it was that awesome. Yeah, that that will be insanely epic. Uh, so, anyways, to kind of to kind of finish out some of the things in the more important parts of of the episode one, Sansa and John have their little moment in Winterfell. Lord Glover pusses out again. Can we just get him out of the north? What a pansy ass. Um, um I have a feeling they might, but but, yeah. but but I digress. Please go ahead. Ugh, so, you know, bending the knee for north or love, you know, John obviously has that question, he doesn't answer. Um Danny with Jorah speaking to Sam. Y'all, I did not see this moment coming. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't really kind of put it together until they came upon it in the conversation of going, wait a minute, uh, you don't mean, you know, what what's the, what was the father's names? Ro- Roland Tarly? Randall or, um, and Randall. Yeah, Randall. And Dickon. <laughs> so that moment comes across, and I I watched the little, like, after the episode thing, and they were talking about the, difference re- the different reaction between him hearing his dad has died and... And him hearing his brother, brother die, yeah, and it was very different. The actor did a very good job of dude, going like, yes. he had a dick wasn't happy with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> good lord, Kevin, we're trying to have some brevity here. We're talking about his dad and okay, yeah, he's still named yeah, Dick, it's, it's on. Dick yeah. on, but but like yeah, the uh, the actor that plays Samuel or not Samuel Sam, uh, you could see the emotions and. Like, the five stages of grief, you could see it in his face. Like, bravo. Like, that is some goddamn good acting right It there. was very good. And I, and I just forgot. It was a moment I forgot that they were connected with, you know, that that, that happened. And so, And, oh, my really God, crazy. that scene, it's like I wanted to reach through the TV and hug Sam. Be like, dude, oh, this sucks. It's like I hate it for you. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy. It's a big, yeah. fat bearded son of a bitch yeah i'm that's here what, my thing that's what made me care about saying yeah my thing you know me and my pro daenerys wagon is over here like <laughs> you know you know those those wagons were burned up last season <laughs> <laughs> me and my pro daenerys dragon are there we over go. here like you have a bunch of advisors and they all know that this guy's name is samuel tarley and so you're like, maybe one of those advisors could have let you know, hey, you know, this is the kid. You know, you killed his dad and his brother. Oh, oh my yeah. God. All right. I'm glad you said that. And I mentioned Veep yeah, earlier. The Veep there reference. was the best meme, like like HBO crossing the streams. It was like, and uh, uh, oh, Toby Hale's character in uh, Veep is, is pretty much the handler of the actual vice president. And it's like, by the way, ma'am, this is blah, blah, blah. It's like Daenerys needs that right there. It's like uh, d- uh, this is Samuel Tarley. You burned everybody that he knows. Maybe go a little bit easy. <laughs> Good job, yeah, Jorah. Exactly. Like Good job, man. Exactly. Was, yeah. Jorah. Yeah. You failed on the intelligence line there, Jorah. Where did way to drop the ball? <laughs> yeah. Um, not a good look. So that was good. We we got we got that. Then you know Sam is kind of fed up at that point and talks to Bran. Bran says that he is the one that needs to you know Sam is the one that needs to tell John about it. And then this creepy-ass line of waiting for an old friend um, that Bran delivers that pays off at the end of this episode. Then we immediately go down, John and Sam, and this was done very well. But number one, can a brother get a light? Okay, I know we're in the crypts, but damn, <laughs> this this was so fucking dark, I could barely see John's reaction. My God. I will um, say, yeah, it's like, y'all motherfuckers have torches. Like, I shouldn't have to turn the brightness up on my TV. 
yeah, I was cranking the brightness, dimming, like, I put the blinds up, killed all the lights, it was still like, I think that's John. Like, it was tough to <laughs> see. It's like, it's like, I'm going to put on closed captioning just so I know for sure. Just so I don't miss anything. So then we go through this, you Yeah, know. it's that dark. Sound gets lost. You got, <laughs> you got that scene. John finds out. This is the single most, you know, explosive, I guess, piece of information that exists on the show. This is something that changes everything for not just John, but for a lot of people, for those claiming the throne, all kinds of things. So this is huge. They smartly keep everything focused on John. Sam knows this. The audience knows this. John doesn't. So we stay on him the whole time. And John throws up a number of like walls to try and prevent this reality from just absolutely caving his world in. First of all, he's really pissed because... That means that Ned lied to him. And he, again, family, loyalty, this theme comes back up. That, whoa, 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 hey, wait, wait, hold on. Ned lied to who? To John. That's the first thing that John says. No, John says, uh, well, yes, that's that's the thing. It's like, uh, he did, but he didn't. You know, like one of those type of things. But he didn't. He didn't, but he. that means that Ned lied to his wife and his other children and the people in the house by saying, John Snow is my bastard. That is what he did. So the okay. first thing that is, is loyalty. A lie. That's not a lie because that's why Caitlin doesn't like him in the series. That's why he is treated differently. But homeboy, let me tag stars. in here. Oh my god, I'm I'm aching. I'm looking for that hot tag. Come on, <laughs> give it to me, buddy. Good, get, get it going. Okay, Go. all right. This is one of these things that I think makes Game of Thrones just that much better than every other good TV show out there. The last time that Ned ever ever talked to John, let alone saw him talk to John. The last time they saw him, the last conversation, the last thing he ever said to him was, the next time you see me, you will know the truth of your mother. Oh, wow. And then, in episode one of season eight, in the crypt, when Sam comes to talk to John, who is he in front of? He's in front of, uh, is, it, is he in front of Liana? Nope, he's, he's in, in front, front of, of the statue of Ned. Oh my god, so you're right. literally the next time that John saw the face of his father, he found out about the truth wow. of his mother and his lineage. Well, that's good, and, and yes, that is true, but as far as, like, he had to keep up the lie because Robert would have killed him. Yeah, I mean, like, like so yes, you have to keep up that. the gimmick at this point. There is that. So so he throws that up first. And then, you know, Sam explains that. Hey, he would have killed you. Then he throws up, no, 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 Danny's queen. Not, I'm not the king. Then he says, you know, should she be the queen? You know, and he says it's treason. Sam says truth. And really, this is why I think, and I think this is what goes into your heel turn here, Landon, is you gave up your crown for your people. Would she do the same? I don't think she would do the same right now. She's gone through too much I know shit. for a fact she wouldn't. Oh, hell no. She's, I don't, I she's just, been through I don't too much she would. to do it. She deserves the throne. Agreed. She deserves it. Does she? I, I think I, she I mean, does, but arguably. I don't think she's going to get it. Agreed. I think there's an argument to have that, that she does deserve it because of what she's gone through. But think about that. You've gone through all this shit. You're about to fight the dead, for fuck's sake. The and literal goddamn dead. The, <laughs> the literal dead. And the la right before the shit hits the fan, oh, by all the that way. stuff <laughs> that you went through is now negated because Duder here is actually the king. Like, well, how would you feel? We would all want that motherfucker dead. Yeah, we would like, all feel that way. Go to hell, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And, so and it's we, like, I will say, it's like, that is my one 
negative from episodes one and two is the way that was framed. It's like, really? Y'all were pussyfooting around this the entire episode? To, oh, by the way, I'm totally your king. Oh, look at that. There's there are ice zombies. Let's go. Let's go fight them. Like, yeah. really? Come on, y'all. They really, they really, um, you know, serve this up at the eleventh hour. Hey, so that's he's a Stark. That's a little. That's difficult. his thing. The, st- the Starks is. are known for saying the most inopportune things at the most inopportune <laughs> times. Hey, Cersei, you know, I Kevin, know your secret. Great point. Oh yeah, I'm glad you know my secret. The next episode, I'm going to have you arrested for knowing my secret. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Exactly. Hey, I hadn't so, thought of that. That's why Kevin's here, ladies you and gentlemen. Know, exactly. Daenerys talking about trying to win the army, trying to win the war. It's Sansa, but what about the North? Who gives a fuck about the North right now, Sansa? We're trying to live. Yeah. yeah focus. Focus. Yeah. North ain't gonna be much if it's just a giant ice block with ice. Arya, we're about to yeah. die. Gendry, how many people have you slept with? I just want to know. Like, let's get it. <laughs> let's on. see. Yeah. Come on. So, well, we got they got the massacre talking about at the last side Earth. boob. Yeah. Wait, sorry, no, never mind. That quick massacre at last hearth, quick, as it says. The only question I have out of all this stuff is, does the Night King know who the heads of the houses are? Why would he he cut up all these bodies but nail the Umber Boy to the wall? Does Send he a know who the houses? I think yeah, he but, does. But he could have done that with anybody. I think he does. Like why? Why that boy? I think he knows who the heads of the houses. Oh, he absolutely are does because it's he's aiming for him. Uh-uh. <laughs> so we'll need to get into that theory. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the episode, Jamie arrives. He is the oh old my friend that God. Bran has been that look. To see. It's like uh, holy like, hell. Like, clearly, everybody that watches HBO or watches Game of Thrones should have HBO, unless you're pirates. Which I mean. <laughs> okay, whatever. But it's like, if you watch HBO, you know the the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like that ep. Like as soon as Jamie looks over and makes eye contact with Bran, just go ahead and play the Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, so absolutely. That point, and that was cool. My fiance and myself probably got like a little dick on for jamie there we were like oh shit jamie oh keep it in your pants there beavis <laughs> yeah yeah we were like oh shit jamie he looked i mean listen i'm engaged to a girl but damn jamie looked hella good at that point i was like damn like the north suit. to be you. fair to, to be fair kevin's fetish is dudes with fake hands yeah, yeah. it is i was like damn there's a market for jamie, it. jamie the north suits you bro the north suits yeah, you the north suits you i gotta say that handsome jamie from season one oh my goodness i mean he literally looks like prince charming from the Shre- shrek he movies. does okay like, oh, literally wait 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 full 100%. stop the fact that you're saying anything positive about jamie right now <laughs> he's a beautiful I'm, son of a bitch so beautiful oh my god okay we, we apparently should have started with about how hunter has full 180 <laughs> on where he was in season seven i've like, swayed like Kevin, him i've swayed him <laughs> oh my god it, it took an hour it took an hour i was like <laughs> it took just an hour now we're we're essentially in episode two we've got jamie on trial and we go through here to see Tyrion looks a little bit stupid under Danny. Again, we're, we're seeing the dumbing down of Tyrion. Uh, we've got Sansa ready to kill Jamie, and so is Danny, rightfully so. And if it were not for Brienne, Jamie's head would probably be on a pike. And I mean, that really does speak to the quality that Brienne is and the high standards that they hold her at. Because you're right, if it wasn't for her word, 
There'd be one less Lannister in this world. This is yeah, true. but the things we do for love. Oh, right? that line was so good. <laughs> oh, 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 look at Kevin. Oh my god, <laughs> that was great. When he said that, I about came out of my seat. I was like, oh shit. Well, Brand didn't, but you yeah. know, I'm glad you almost did. Oh, yeah. but it's yeah. cripple jokes, the best. Uh, but yeah, he we got, and then Danny asks the warden of the North. I thought her choice of words was very, very uh, pointed. There, she didn't say king of the North. She said Warden of the North. So instantly in front of everybody making sure she exerts some form of dominance or respect above him. A um, little bit of discord there among the leadership. So uh, yeah, At least he has a title, though. At least the he words does. Of, at least Leanna knows who he is. So who are you, a, a, a boy? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we got that. Um, you know, Brienne sticks up for Jamie. They all go their several ways. Danny just basically unloads on Tyrion after that. She is not happy with him. And he, you know, again, I don't know if this is foreshadowing or foreshadowing uh, either way. But uh, so metal. he says, you know, to, to Varys and to Jorah, I suspect that one of you will be wearing this when it's all over. You know, like, that could be the case. It's going to be Jorah, right? I think Jorah's dead in this next episode. I, I'm sorry. He's got Heart's Bane from Sam that he gets later on in the episode. I think he's Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, he, yeah, he's totally dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. Because we just got him back. <laughs> um, and then Gendry working, and Arya's kind of creepily watching. Uh, is the next scene. Looking forward to seeing death. She uh, really... I believe the term you're looking for is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> She is she is liking what she's seeing. I mean, obviously later that on the episode. That she is. But, um, I mean, side she point. has a dick on for Gendry. She has a dick on, <laughs> Lady Boner. Wait, what type of show is this? <laughs> well, it's apparently one that doesn't mind having a kid who is ten years ago would have been illegal to show this shit on screen. That later on they get busy, but. Uh, I, you know what? She's she's over the age at this point. She is. I have a story. fun fact about that. Go ahead. Like, uh, uh, I'll I'll decide if this is a fun fact or if this is going to be Exhibit A in your you know <laughs> deposition. But please go ahead. <laughs> it's might be it's fun fact for me. Uh, so I saw I don't know where I saw it on the internet, but you can't believe everything oh you see on the internet. Of course not. But um, that was a bodysuit. That wasn't actually her like naked. Really? That's what I saw because <laughs> yeah, she was like okay. she was like no I don't want to be you know her and Joe Dempsey were both like I'm not a fan of this plus the scars it doesn't look like makeup it like looks like a bodysuit you but know let me let me say this because I've also seen the quote where she talked about how she watched that episode with her yeah, entire with her family parents. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's not so good. I'm thinking like maybe the top is a bodysuit and then the bottom is not because we do see a little bit of crack there yeah so i'm thinking maybe the bottom's not a bodysuit but i i, I don't know you mean See, maisy the bottom yeah <laughs> okay oh i God. apologize but i feel so creepy Lord. <laughs> god <laughs> we'll, we'll get yeah, there I was, uh, so uh, yeah we'll get we'll, we'll get there we're almost there but <laughs> we get this little like you know thing between them and and gendry's making a bunch of weapons and then she says this you know i'm looking forward to seeing this face and really kind of shows her skill a little bit she kind of has to show off so gendry takes her seriously and 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 i could not believe that she had to prove to gendry of all people it's like dude you spent the last three seasons what like like I guess motorboating across, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or not even motorboating, like like old school boat. But hey, obviously rowing. it's worked out. Like his arms yeah, okay. and his back are Thank looking you, good. Thank you, Kevin. 
<laughs> that, that, that's why he's here. He's here to point out old school motorboat and it's called rowing. <laughs> but clearly it's done it's done him a good good bit. The ladies are noticing him now. His arm's looking good, Gendry. <laughs> I mean I mean clearly has not skipped an arm day, but at the same time it's like but also while we're talking about the weapons that are made specifically Arias, I did not get why Gendry decided to make Arya's weapon a spear because everything we've seen Arya do is very close combat, like, you know, very needlepoint, needle literally. So that made me think, is this gonna lead to, like, Arya maybe, like, I don't know, javelin something out of the air? Possibly. I mean, she's it looks like in the drawing, and I don't know anything, and, and I have not read the book, so I don't know if this goes anywhere in the in the, in the text. There are literally no pictures, so why would you read the book? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in fact, she drew... Spider-Man is not in it once. Not so a single it. time do we see a Spider-Man. <laughs> or Batman. <laughs> so we're out. Which, by the way, speaking of uh, crazy uh, in-game spoilers, Batman shows up. <laughs> Craziest thing. How dare you. Uh, and Spongebob. But then it, it looks like it does separate. Like the picture, she gets to see a little bit of, you know, we get to see it a little bit later when, when she gets the actual weapon. But we don't see the retractable piece or if it shoots out or anything. So that'll be interesting to see if we get if we get that and, and, and how that is used in the battle. Because you know she's going to kick some ass. I would hope. Well, well, you say we know. I hope. Because, again, this is Game of Thrones. And... Could, it Literally, could we thought way. Ned Stark was going to be okay. <laughs> so we did, we did. Oh my god, it was so close. <laughs> and we're going to see him again this week. Hashtag Zombie Ned. Hashtag Zombie Ned, indeed. Uh, and then Jamie meets. This is what I really wanted to see. After you know, obviously, with the payoff of the end of the last episode, Jamie meets Bran at the Weirwood Tree and immediately apologizes um, for doing that. And the the line that got me uh, is, "How do you know there is an afterwards, Jamie?" I mean, that's, again, I think Jamie's dead. I think Jamie's dead this week because Bran said, you know, well, if I let them murder you, you can't help us. Um, I think this was just prolonging Jamie enough for him to be useful, not necessarily mercy. It, I, I think what you said, letting him be useful, but not necessarily getting redemption. Yeah, I, I think that's it. So, th- and Jamie really has like the victory lap tour on this episode. This is really Jamie's episode because he goes and meets with Bran. Then he's meeting up with Tyrion. Um, you know, he gets the great line out of Tyrion that, you know, he says that he was fooled by Cersei. She never fooled you. You knew exactly what she was and you loved her anyway. That was one of the best kind of cutting lines towards Jamie that I think has been delivered in quite some time. Hmm. Mm. I, I mean, like, I... I honestly don't know what's going to happen with Jamie. I, I know the whole point of this podcast is recapping and prognosticating of what could happen. Like, I literally have no idea what's going to happen with Jamie. I could see him getting jobbed out right here. I could see him making it all the way to the end. Well, here's my theory, and Kevin, I want your thoughts on this too. Uh, I think that Jamie will kill Cersei but I think it will be Arya disguised as Jamie, so both Arya gets to cross it off her list, and prophecy comes true. I think both of those happen. I so my theory is that see this like I don't have a theory precisely. It goes back and forth like depending on the mood that I'm in. 
Um, because My theories I, always involve Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like, Hunter, I totally subscribe to your theory. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. I'm also, like, hard on the Valonquar. Valonquar. Theory that, yeah, that the little... Do you guys know what that is? Is that the, uh, the little brother? Like Tyrion would be the one. Yeah, the little brother. Yeah, mm. the little brother. But Jamie's also her little brother. Agreed. So it's like, I'm really like that Jamie. Like I like the possibility of Jamie taking that gold hand and just like squeezing her up against the wall with that gold hand and choking the life out of her like that. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd be but that. like, I'm still like, you know, it's it's either, my opinion. It's either gonna be Arya or Jamie. Or, if it's or Arya, hear me it's out. Arya's as, as Jamie. Jamie yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if he just walks around golden karate chopping? People? Yeah. What if he? What if that thing's Valerian steel? You know, you never know. See, oh I my saw... god, I hadn't even thought of that. That'd <laughs> yeah, be so see. amazing. He turns into One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw somebody say that like Jamie's hand should have been made out of dragon glass, so he could just go and just like. And just literally up. punch people, punch <laughs> White Walkers in the face. Yes. But if it's and, Valerian still, it works and, the same way. Exactly. And he can turn into the meme where it's like, wherever he goes, like, X gonna give it to you. It's yeah. just plain. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> oh, God. So Jamie turns into a badass. We get, we get Jamie, Jamie sitting there with Tyrion and talking. And, uh, you know, Tyrion says the line of denying Cersei the satisfaction of killing him. We don't know that yet. I don't. I think that's a little premature, but... The line is, is fun. Um, and then again, Jamie makes the rounds with Brienne as well. Pod is now a badass. Okay? He's he's yeah. teaching others now. That's cool. Okay, well, 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 he's teaching. I don't know if we can say he's a badass. I mean, we're about to find out. I, I don't think Pod's no, going out like a bitch. We are definitely about to find out. Like, like we're about to find, uh, like, like we're going to be putting a whole lot of iron to flame right here this is true. in this next episode. I just want to see him. I, I want to see him whip some ass um, because he's, it's just, again, seeing all these characters evolve, seeing Jamie, you know, and Bran and all of these characters and all these callbacks remind us of how much they've gone through and what has changed. So, and I mean, like, like I really feel like this is what this episode was. It was a bunch of callbacks. It was, again, going back to episode one, it was a lot of tying these people back together to give them a common goal. I mean, yeah, obviously you want to fight the oncoming dead, but at the same time, they were still able to find, you know, a knight to be human. Yeah inside of Winterfell, which I think, like, we're eight seasons in. I feel like those episodes are few and far between where we get to see these characters be human. That's true. I mean, you get you get so much of ruthlessness in these characters to where eventually you, you sort of start to lose the idea, the, the kind of, the, they start to turn into Lady Stoneheart, so to speak, or at least the idea of what I mean, they murdered kids, so... Yeah. They don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, 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 so the fact that we got a full episode where it was just like we're sitting around the fire telling stories, and then like I know we're gonna get to this, and you know, shortly. But I mean, Brienne getting the one thing that she always wanted, and and I know we talked about you know the uh, the acting chops of uh, of some of the other characters, but it's like we have to give it up to the actress that plays uh, Brienne of Tarth oh, yeah. because. The emotions that you saw in her face that she portrayed when she was trying to fight off, no, 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 I, I don't want this because, you know, I'm on the job. I'm, I'm Lady Brienne of Tarth. But then when she kind of relaxed it, you saw that it's like, this is what she wanted. And you got to see 
joy and happiness yeah. on the face of a character that had been the exact opposite all the way up until this point. Up until this point, she has been nothing but like a literal stone that is there to dole out justice. Yeah. She she really so, gets to, to enjoy some moments. Yeah, so here's my thing on Brienne. Mm-hmm. Um and the whole what, like she's, 90s she's, she's already dead yeah. <laughs> yeah well she was a great character while she was alive exactly <laughs> yeah raise your drinks rest in peace yeah but like i think her like the, her reaction to the whole thing like with her being like i don't want it i don't want it is her whole life she's been made fun of and like you even see it in the beginning of the episode like she asked jamie why haven't you insulted me yet yeah like we haven't gone this far without having because she's exactly she's prone to that like like she's expecting it so she was just like anticipating jamie to be like oh yeah i can net you whatever but it just be like a huge joke like her just be made fun of and everybody just start laughing at her and whatnot and like you can see it like on her face like even when she gets up she stares at jamie for a long time and she's like is this real? Like, are we really going to do this? Yeah. And like, I mean, it was, oh, it was, but I mean, I teared up this season. Yeah. The moment that she realizes this is real and it's she not some crying. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. Which is like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm really sorry. You're going to die in the next episode. It's so yeah, <laughs> it's like you're, you're setting these things up and you're basically saying, please kill off this character next episode. But because Hey, their arc is complete. hey I don't want to get ahead of the story of arc course. because I know we have points to hit. But <clears throat> either way, you know, it's, Hunter, it's a big one. It's a big it's yeah. a big moment, and you get a little brief sy- synopsis of that with them on the battlefield. Jamie is actually telling her, "I'm not the fighter I was. I want to serve under you." That's a huge moment. Um, yes, that like I'm so glad you brought that up. Like that is an amazing feat because even with one hand, Jamie Lannister is held in the highest regards because he's the Kingslayer. Yeah, I mean. His name says it all. He slayed a king, goddammit. King killer. He's the king yeah, killer. He's the king killer. No, no. <laughs> okay, sure somebody king calls killer, that. king slayer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Carrie King is like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, like, they still hold him in the highest of regards, even when he's a one handed warrior. Yeah, and he hasn't and had then to he's fight like, long. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of the bear, he hasn't really fought much since, you know, uh, back in the day. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he's utilized. Um, but he's humbling himself here, and he's he's trying very hard. And yeah. that's a, that, that's a really good point. He hasn't really seen anything that challenged him to the point where he was, you know, with two hands. I mean, like he's he's gone into some stuff, but I mean, like the last high scale battle he was in was when he went, you know, literally face to face with a dragon, and if it wasn't for Braun. There would be, you know, crispy Jamie bits. Yeah. Uh, right outside of Casterly Rock. <laughs> so, like, I am curious. Clearly, Jamie still has the, you know, mystique and gravitas of being, uh, you know, his old warrior. I'm curious what we're going to see this Sunday. Yeah, I think he's. Well, a I think Jamie's, like, m- more useful side now at this point that he's older is he's a very intelligent war planner war specialist like Tyrion's weapon is his mind he said that numerous times over again Mm -hmm. jamie's weapon now is his sword but he's also a great like commander Mm -hmm. and i mean granted you didn't see that in the loot train battle because it was out in the middle of nowhere getting burned to crisp there's not much you can do with fucking dragons (laughs) factually correct uh 
But yeah, so we get that scene. Then Jorah and Danny, um, he convinces her to reconsider Tyrion and chat with Sansa. Great move. Speaking of great minds, Jorah, I got to tell you, is one of the best advisors out there. Yes. I mean, he knows how to smooth shit over. And again, he's probably learned from all the people that he's worked with. But he does a great job. And we get this really cool scene with Sansa and Danny there. And it's going well. It's going so well. But uh, it doesn't It doesn't quite get there. Although the joke of, you know, there's only two men that I trust and one of them was someone taller. Huge laugh on that one. I was I, I liked that a lot. <laughs> it's funny because Hunter's tall, Kevin. Well, yeah, and also because <laughs> Kit Harrington and Jon Snow are not. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that. But mostly it's because Hunter's tall. Exactly. I mean, I feel... He's so- like seven foot nine. <laughs> It's poor, gross if we're being honest. Poor Kit Harrington. Like he gets made fun of every season. He really does. He I knows mean, nothing. He knows. It's like, man, you need a new agent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. He literally doesn't have to work again because he was a goddamn Game of Thrones. Like you need to restructure that contract where you're making one short joke per season. Yeah, one. You get one, and that's it. And if and you would think if episode. any if anybody would have that in their contract, it'd be Dinklage. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like. He's gonna. But guess what? He doesn't give a fuck because he's a professional. Exactly. I mean, even Arya got on him. Like, you're shorter. Yeah. <laughs> like literally <laughs> got on him. Like, yeah. like, 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 yeah. like later on. Weird. Yeah, she got on him too. Arya oh, made the rounds. She did. <laughs> she did. So we got that. Uh, and then, <laughs> man, y'all watched an extended episode. <laughs> we do what we can. Uh, <laughs> Inside the episode, man, it pays off. It really does. But then, then there's that that standoff. She asks about the North. Danny doesn't have an answer, and you know they they kind of. Get uh, get separated because the old Theon has shown up to fight for Winterfell. No, no, you mispronounced that. To die, to at, die Winterfell. at Winterfell. Yeah. Well, he we didn't think he was going to die until later on when he agrees. And I know we're going to skip around a little bit on this, but when he agrees to protect Bran. And I'll tell you this: so you're dead. you're gonna yeah. Number one, he's so dead. But let me explain something that I recently in this in episode one was discussing Theon in my eyes is now redeemed. He has whoa, come full circle. Whoa, whoa, it's whoa, whoa. Down. Settle down, Beavis. He, okay. I love it. Like I hated him. One, I hated him. one scene or two, and that's all it takes. Where on the flip side, that's not correct. Jamie Lannister is out there. No, like, no, you know this. Theon, Theon did a bunch of stuff as Reek, and I look at, and I'm glad they gave him a different name because I was never, uh, I wasn't a fan. Okay, of Theon. so what if we called Jamie uh, Gisanthropus? <laughs> maybe, maybe that would work, but. For this, to me, it was... So, for all the bad stuff that Jamie's did, that was Jizanthropus. Yes, that was that was him. I didn't like early Theon. He was a jackass. I didn't like Reek. He was weak. But, once this Theon shows up, he saves Yara, he agrees to go to Winterfell, and then he agrees to protect Bran because he tried to take the castle from them. I was like, you, sir, are now on my good side. You were redeemed. Now you're going to die. So, I don't know if that's good, but, you know, you're yeah. redeemed. <laughs> So, like, I saw this on Twitter earlier today. There, There's an episode, I forget what episode it was. I think it was, like, season one, episode three, um, where Maester Lewin, uh, th- it's after they find out that, you know, the cat's paw was a Lannister. It belonged to a Lannister. And Rob is like, we'll fight them now. And, you know, Theon comes up to him and is like, I'll be by your side, you know, through the whole thing. And Maester Lewin says, you know, what, is there going to be a battle in the godswood? And it's like... 
Now there is. Yeah, Uh-oh. exactly. Oh, shit. Kevin yeah. thrown back the seriously oh. deep cut callback. <laughs> Good like, Lord. Yeah, Kevin's over here making us all look so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Kevin's here because one guy knows what he's talking about. The other two are here to tell dick and fart jokes <laughs> it's the, it's the and drink whiskey. God, that's, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was hyped for when oh, Theon showed up. Um, you know, I, I liked the, I, I, I liked Theon in episode one of season eight. Like after that, I was like, okay, Theon's good. Like I was on your, I was with you, Hunter. I was like, okay, you know, Theon, he came back, he helped Yara, he escaped, he took, you know, he rescued Yara. He went back to Winterfell. He's there, you know, he asked Sansa, you know, hey, I'd like to serve for you in Winterfell. And then he volunteers himself up to fight for Bran. It's like, okay, you know, okay, I can get with you now, Theon. You're good. Yeah. You're, you're cool in my house. Now go die. Well, yeah, because he's setting himself up to be a sacrifice. And he's going to take one icy spear to the proverbial dick, but it's not, that's not the point. <laughs> hey, well, well, joke's on them. He doesn't have a exactly. dick anymore, so suck it. <laughs> proverbial. Well, I mean, you can, but, you know, whatever. Figuratively, yeah. either way. So we get that, and then there's a nice little sweet moment, another sweet little moment. Um, Sir Davos gets to have this little girl that has this reminder of the Princess Shireen. Oh, my Such God. Such a sweet little yes. moment. I'm so glad you brought this scene up because, like, in this, in, in, in the scheme of things where they're tying, you know, bringing everybody back together, it's like this is these are the type of scenes, this one particular – they're just like making sure that you remember uh, all of the characters that have fallen and how they did. Um, yes, you know a lot of that. So there's this little moment of, of this girl and getting the crypt, and getting the crypt. Yeah, everybody's sending everybody because the, the crypt. crypt is so safe. Everybody, God, they keep saying it. It's such a terrible idea. Um, I mean, like, like, like this is script writing 101. If you keep putting the gun in every scene, eventually the gun is going to be used. Yeah. If you keep saying the crypt. In every scene, guess what is going to be used? It's going to happen. So that that goes on. Hashtag zombie net. Hashtag zombie net. Uh, then we go back to the Night's Watch and Tormund arrive at Winterfell. You know, they tell him that, hey, anybody else that, that comes around here is going to be part of them. And he has, is the big woman still here? <laughs> is the big woman? Yeah, oh my God. Like, like that. that is actually my line of episode two. Once again, Kevin, come on, catch yeah. up. But yeah, like... When he walks in, is the big woman still here? Like, and and then his speech about how he came became so strong. It's like he he what what sucked on the teat of a giant for three months or something on giant's milk. That's amazing. That's and then continue and then proceeds to drink a giant horn of beer or whatever the hell it is. Because God damn it, yes he is. He is torment. He is torment. <laughs> Uh, he is here to kick ass, play a wicked guitar solo, and then kick more ass. And guess what? He doesn't have a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that. Like Mastodon is not hiring. They let us. They let us know that that everybody's there. So essentially, that's the scene, kind of saying, "Hey, all the characters are here. Nobody else is coming. We're we're good to go." And then we get the war strategy montage. We go through, you know, the night team. Oh my god! It's the key, all this <sighs> stuff. The endless night. We finally know what the fuck, or at least it's actually said. I think we all kind of knew what the night king was going for, which is just to kill everybody. But we finally have Bran revealing what we believe is the motive of the night king: the endless night, which is metal as fuck. I'm so, I'm so yeah, down. Like, like, like. Uh, once again, Game of Thrones is the most metal show going. <laughs> but it's like, before we get to that, can we talk about the state of that, like? 
battlefield or whatever it was. Like, like when when they laid out at Winterfell, it's like, okay, this is Winterfell, and we're going to block here and here and here. <laughs> and then literally, like, three tiles up, it's nothing but blue tiles. Yeah. And blue tiles equals death. It's like, this is the worst tabletop game I've ever played. <laughs> this risk yeah, bullshit so is like, paying off. <laughs> no! So, yeah, so did you... So, we didn't talk about it, but, like, it goes in with this, is the opening credits for this episode changed as well yes yes you're right, you're right. oh my correct. god because those goddamn blue tiles like, mm. yeah. so like the blue tiles covered last hearth this episode yes and they were and, encroaching on winterfell yeah and then around because winterfell, wagon boy like, got god <laughs> yeah he did and then around winterfell there was like the fences were up around winterfell and there was like brown fences up and like embattlements up around winterfell this episode there wasn't God dang, this is why I bring Kevin yeah, on. Well done. Good good eye. Little things, little things. That's good stuff. Um, <laughs> the little fingers. <laughs> little fingers. So if we kill if his name is Karkati. If Bran is killed, then the endless night happens because he basically harbors all of man's memories. And apparently this is we're, we're getting a little Matrix Neo theory here that this is not the first time this is this has occurred. There have been many times with many three eyed ravens that the Night King has tried to kill. Well, I mean, yeah, we've we've seen Bran interact with a three-eyed raven, right? I mean, yeah, we have. Correct. And 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 we've had history talk about. I mean, we saw what the uh, the children of the oh god, children, what children was of the forest? Forest? Children, of, children the forest. of the forest. Exactly. Yeah. So so this kind of feels like a cycle. Yeah. Oh my god, is this Mass Effect all over again? <laughs> How dare you! My God! Uh, no, I love Mass Effect. Go to yeah, hell. No, I'm just saying the the third. Yeah, but the ending of Mass Effect. You know, we won't get into that. But oh yeah, yeah. The the internet's still broken over exactly. that. Exactly. So Theon says, "I'll die." I mean, protect Bran. Um, you know, in the uh, I'll die protecting Bran in the Weirwood. Uh, <laughs> and and Ryder's like, "Damn right, yeah, you will." You will. Danny gives Grace so, to Tyrion a little bit here too, as well, giving him a little bit more yeah. rope. Yeah. So here's my thing. Is you have the greatest war minds essentially in all of Westeros. You know, you have John, Daenerys, Jamie, all of them there. Um, and you pick the guy who his specialty is a bow and arrow to but Hawkeye? <laughs> no, Theon. Essentially. <laughs> oh. <laughs> his specialty is a bow and arrow, and that's who you pick to defend your most important person. At least Hawkeye and, has a dick. Yeah. <laughs> him and these guys that have, who are like the least qualified fighters there, that's who you pick to defend Bran. I was like, eh, if it was me, I'd probably put like John. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but okay, I, I agree with that, but at the same time, if we're using the same Marvel parallels, like Clint Barton's a badass. That's true. Theon is not that, the equivalent to Hawkeye. Let's go ahead and get that out exactly. there. Exactly. No, he's not. Yeah, and Clint Barton has his dick. But Yeah, but like, the that bow and arrow, it works great, you know, if they're a long distance away. But when there's 6,000 whites coming at you, your bow and arrow is not going to do a lot of damage. It's really not going to do much for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Put a couple in the eye and then just turn it into a weapon. Well, that, that bow has two points. And also, nobody <laughs> knows if Dragonfire can kill the Night King because... Brand says no one's tried. So that's not a I would say that it is a pretty good system because we saw the the dragon, you know, run through a bunch of whites uh, in the in the last uh, season when they were up above the wall, but nobody knows that that's going to happen. 
and then at the end of that scene, Tyrion sits down with Bran. I feel like this is going to pay off later. This is what I think is going to tie into your theory, Kevin, that, and I agree with it 100%, Tyrion's got to have one major idea before this series. We can't close with him being a dumbass. He can't die and <laughs> Tyrion the dumbass. Like, I, yeah, I don't believe that'll it. ruin the gimmick. That, that will ruin the gimmick. So I think that Tyrion is going to sit with Bran, learn something, and then when the time comes, he is going to have that brilliant idea because he has to be. We, we can't just have him be brilliant for like five seasons, and then have him be dumber in a box of shit for the last three <laughs> seasons. That that doesn't make any sense. Um, so there's that. Uh, we've got yeah, the Masandra and Grey Worm. They're trying to. Do we care? Do we care about Masandra and Grey Worm? Can I really, uh, Masanda, or however the hell you say her name? I'll say yes. Yes, I do. It's like it's like I'm not like a thousand percent invested in them, but it's like I do want Grey Worm and Masandra to have a happy ending. I know they ain't gonna get it. Yeah, but I mean, but at the same time, it's like the fact that, especially for Grey Worm, he he rose up from literally being a piece of meat. Yeah. And then he rose up to fight literally life and death to the point where it's like, hey, guess what? I'm kind of a badass. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm going to lead uh, Daenerys' army. I'm sorry, excuse me? I'm what? I'm not invested, said, I guess. No, I mean, you said it, you, it's poor choice of words. You said a piece of meat. Yeah. <laughs> He's missing a piece of meat. Do we? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, waka waka and, and try the veal, ladies and gentlemen. Well... Uh, tip your waitress. I like the whole my people are peaceful and my people aren't aren't peaceful with protection. But I, I just feel like this is the new Samuel Tarley storyline. I don't care. I'm not invested into them as I'm invested in John and Danny and Bran and all these other characters. I don't give a fuck if they die, if they live, if they live happily ever after. I don't give a damn. Let me get in here. Okay, like like I'm I'm not gonna say that. Like I, I definitely get what you're saying, but I'm not going to say it is the exact same thing because unlike Sam, he was hiding in libraries, where otherwise Grey Worm is literally on the front line leading an army. Yeah, but what's more important, the information that Sam came away with or the front line of whatever Grey Worm's going to do against some of the dead? Like, I feel like... Oh, I don't know. That's why we're going to have to we watch. Are. <laughs> we are. So... We'll see there, but then we get John and Sam and the Dire Wolf. We get Ghost for a second, yeah. a frame. Finally. Oh, oh. Finally. Um, and now our watch really begins. Yeah, we get that uh, that little little spot. Uh, and then we get this scene with Jamie and Tyrion and all these others. This is the reminiscing, the toast that is the perils of self-betterment. I love that. Um, we get Tormund's little speech. Uh, and then we get uh, we kind of that kind of comes in and out. They go they jump out, go to Arya and the Hound. She shares the first she shares a drink first with him <laughs> before they do anything before they talk. Mm. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this phrase. Sir Beric gets hounded. Uh, this <laughs> is when he says, "If you start on a fucking sermon, the Lord of Light's gonna wonder why he brought you back 19 times, only for you to die when I throw you over this fucking wall." Like. That was, <laughs> that was beautiful. And you know what? I totally get that. Like, for Arya, it's like, if this is your literal last night being live, why would you want to hang around with these dig yeah. dogs? Especially well, miserable the shit. Miserable shit. <laughs> 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 that was so true. So then, okay, we got to talk about this. Okay, 
Arya goes and gets her some Gendry. I, I understand, and this is weird. I just <laughs> is that the term we're using? <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. Go get some Gendry. Couple things I gotta note. Uh, Hashtag go get some Gendry, ladies and gentlemen. Get you that Gendry, but a girl has always got to grill you before you get busy, doesn't she? She's just got to ask you a million fucking questions about who you slept with. I, I, that's just unnecessary. Um, this was awkward on my part. This was. Of all yeah, of the things that the I've seen one. in Game of Thrones, beheadings, infanticide, um, people being burned alive, people being killed, having sex, this was by far in eight seasons the most awkward scene I've seen. What about y'all? Yeah. I mean, I came into work the next day, and we were like uh, talking about it and whatnot, and I, I brought up this thing. I said, I've witnessed people being beheaded. I've witnessed incest. I've witnessed rape. But nothing made me more uncomfortable than watching Arya consensually have sex with Gendry. I was like, Gendry, this is, I was like, this is freaking weird. Like, I'm not a fan of this. Yeah, I can't disagree. Like, even though Maisie Williams is over 18. Yeah. Um, she's 22. Even though, uh, exactly, yeah. Like I said, way over 18. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. Uh, and she apparently watched this episode with her folks and family. <laughs> Numerous times. Oh, Numerous times. Not just once. Ugh. Okay, well, I mean, like, that's a whole different podcast. And I can tell you stories about how uh, my dad ripped me and my brother out of uh, seeing Billy Madison in theaters. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's like, I'm, like, I understand she is totally of age. But it's like, just growing up. I guess for lack of a better term with that character it did kind of strike me weird but at the same time like she's totally yeah, she's like a her woman. character area is is of age even though let's be honest like we're trying to apply our logic into a logic where incest is kind of just yeah, a shrug at the worst and then like you know what good for her good for her, good. Good I, for her. If, if all of all the people yeah i mean she deserves to get hers i was just so happy to not actually see nudity i can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth but i just was like you can cut away you can cut away i don't want to see this i don't want to see this and i'm just thankful that they did um and now i have to this is the second one we did one now there's two we go back to the drinking crew they all fought the starks at one time Tyrion seems hopeful just a terrible idea Tyrion, but Whatever, continuing his <laughs> terrible yeah, idea. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Fuck tradition. Tyrion's still on the dumbass train. <laughs> like, I really hope he gets a redemption. He's Otherwise, to. they're gonna they're gonna drive one of the best characters in the last like what fifty years into the yeah, ground. I, they're going to give him a better. They have a better to. hand up. So we get the fuck tradition. Jamie knights Brienne. And I, He's going to figure out how to summon the Avengers from the Quantum Realm <laughs> and save uh, King's save all Landing. So exactly. All yeah, all of them. Bah, 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 bah. So here's the deal. I said it earlier in this episode, but in one episode, both Theon and Jamie are redeemed for me. I was in. I am now a fan of Jamie Lannister. Let it be known. I can't believe I'm um, saying. And it. at this point, I'm letting it be known: Hunter East has been body snatched. <laughs> uh, if you find him in the Nashville area, it's an alien. Please kill him. It, it's Wait, no, beard. actually, don't. No, please don't kill my buddy Hunter. <laughs> Tell me what you thought about that scene, Kevin. Because I will come after you're you. You're for Jamie. You're you're okay with him. Yeah. So I loved it. Well, I really, was... you're just glossing over the fact that I just told people to kill you. That's <laughs> kill an alien, not me. I... <laughs> oh, touche. I... 
I mean, I loved it. I thought it was, uh, it was very emotional. Um, it was the first time I teared up the season. Definitely not the last time. Um, but it was like, it kind of felt like, I mean, Brian Cogman said it. He was like, you know, this was, I wrote this as a farewell to a lot of the characters. And it definitely felt like a farewell. And it was like, okay, Brienne's character arc is complete. Like, she's done. The Jamie. I know we talked about like Gwendolyn Christie and the way that she portrayed it and her acting skills were great, but Nikolai Coster Waldo, he killed it. Like, yes, he did. Wait, even- that, that's how you pronounce his name? I think. Yeah. <laughs> Nikolai Coster Yeah, I'm just going to call him Jamie. He's, he's <laughs> Nikolai's Waldo Ding Dong or something. <laughs> um, but like, I love the way it was shot. You know, they even get him, he tenses up his grip on his hand and he like flexes it out and squeezes yeah squeezes that sword and it's just like oh my gosh like this is oh wonderful oh, done so good it was yeah, well done seeing the look on podrick's face and you know everybody's so happy and podrick's like podrick's happy but he's more proud than anything and it's like yes. damn like that was cool this is the end <laughs> and that's what made it feel so that's what makes me feel like god this next episode is just gonna stab us in the heart because these characters we get such a warm fuzzy jamie is redeemed in my eyes i, I feel like now i can God. believe him to be an actual like good source a uh, good force in this in this world so like the fact that you've come <laughs> around on jamie i never thought it would happen just for the record like, i never thought it would happen as somebody who has recorded several podcasts with you i never thought this would happen either like i am so glad we're recording this because good god almighty <laughs> on this day uh, on this day in uh april the, the year of our lord <laughs> yeah hodor hodor <laughs> we he is redeemed and then we get this cool little moment i was wondering about this lady mormont and jorah there's just a quick scene where she gets she says you know good luck cousin you know be careful and she is adamant about not going to those damn crypts i am a warrior i'm gonna fight she is a bad bitch, and I like it. I'm all for it. Uh, awesome. The, the, after, after you know, we get this cool little moment with Lady Mormont, um, then we get Sam giving Heartsbane, the, the, his family sword, to uh, Jorah, which, again, this feels like this is Jorah's swan song as well. He's come full circle. He oh. rejected Longclaw. Oh. Now he gets Heartsbane. And, you know, Sam says that this was your father told, taught me how to be a man and how to do what's right. This is right. It felt so good for him to get that. And see, like, I wish I could disagree with you saying that this is kind of a kiss of death type situation. But <laughs> I mean, it is like, I'm sorry, but it is. It's like, I love the fact that we got Jorah back. Because we very easily could have not had any more Jorah. He could have gone to uh, the frickin' Citadel and we never would have heard from him again. But guess what? He beat this uh, the scales. Oh, yeah. He, and now he's, he's back. Done, he's done come back around. So now we get that. But. But. Ugh. But what? You think You think he's gone. I, think, I do think that, you know, I guess at the end of the episode we can kind of go I, through who we think is going to eat it. But I think that Jorah is one of them. I think he's dead. If he wasn't literally just reintroduced in the last few episodes, I would say Jorah is prime dead meat. But I I don't know. Like, I hope that Game of Thrones realizes 
Everybody loves Jorah. Like, like I, I think that's one of those things across the board that people just like Jorah. I think they do, but it, it's just even so. Like that's the Game of Thrones. They're going to kill off characters that you like. They're going to twist the knife in your heart, especially when the when the person has such a proud moment at a wedding, at a at a ceremony, or at its moment of triumph. You're gonna have, you know, somebody somebody tear that down. So I think that that's what we're getting with Jorah. But we'll see. I don't know. He may. He may. I mean, it's Valerian steel. So maybe the people with those weapons. That is true. Could kind of have a way out. But we'll see this coming week. <clears throat> then they're out of wine at the drinking crew. They're all. They. they oh well. All. Then everybody's dead. <laughs> Tyrion's <laughs> definitely dead. Um, like honestly, at this point, I really feel like we would save some time, like naming characters that aren't gonna die. That's probably gonna be the quicker way of doing it. Like, and that is so sad. Is sad. But speaking of sad, Tyrion asked for a song, and this very mournful song that Pod sings oh out my is God. really good. I mean, my goodness. Like, that is some great songs. I like it a lot. I thought he did a, a great job, and uh, he sings this song, and it's very mournful. And then we get the final scene of the episode, which is John and Danny in the crypt, and he, you know they have this sort of back and forth and, and Danny says that she could she was so surprised to find out that Rhaegar had you know stolen away Leon uh, Lyanna Stark and, and had raped her and all this stuff and that's when I don't know if this is a good idea John but right before the battle for all of humanity he's gonna <laughs> reveal that you know Queen may not be Queen you know what I mean like I just think that that was I mean it's okay, I guess, in a sense, but I thought it was poor timing because, man, if she don't like you, she can get one of the dragons to throw you off and you're done. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, that's literally all it needs to be, like, one of them shoulder shrugs. And, and if it's a dragon, guess what? You get dropped in another continent. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be a good, uh, good thing to do. And you can tell Danny's face is shocked. I mean, whether or not she believes it's oh, real yeah. is not really the case. It's the fact that if everybody else believes it's real, they're going to they're going to totally they're ready to dismiss her. The North does not like and, her, so they're ready to have And again, I want to get back in here. It's like as soon as John and Daenerys brought these armies in, not an army, armies, several, including two goddamn dragons. Yeah. They have been just like, nope, don't want any part of that. And honestly, I think it's the racism aspect because <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you laugh, but it's like um, Cersei dropped this. Wait, no, it wasn't Cersei. It was, uh, it was Tyrion. Tyrion made reference. It's like uh, talking about uh, what they could do with the Unsullied and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, we could bring them and just crash the uh the waves and the and the coast of the seven kingdoms but guess what nobody is going to get on board with a you know army of foreign invaders yeah but i mean again and that's kind of why they tried to sneak them in at casterly rock and you know they uh cersei speaking days pronoun pals uh figured out what was going on but at the same time it's like uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if that's going to be the best. Uh, just we'll, we'll have to see. It seems that Danny is crushed by this 
information and then the alarm sound and I just uh, you know the final ep- the final scene of the uh, White Walkers horses you know stepping up the front lines are all manned and now winter is here it is it is done it's, oh yeah winter's here to do this shit you gonna kick you in the dick too so all right man I want to know who do you think is gonna make it and who do you think is dead in this next episode on Sunday. Um, nobody and everybody. How about that? <laughs> nobody survives, and everybody is part of the White Walkers crew. Yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out who is going to make it out alive. I have no idea. And you know what? That is that is some good goddamn uh, TV writing. But at the same time, Jesus, man, I literally have no idea what's going to go on. And it's like. I'm excited, but I'm terrified at the same time. I am. I am terrified that that things are just going to go poorly because it's just. Uh, it's probably going to be a massacre. I think that John is safe, <clears throat> and I think that that's about it. <laughs> I don't see any other characters. You might be right. Being able to guarantee coming out of here. I don't think Tyrion's safe. I don't think Sir Davos is safe. I don't think Brienne is safe. I don't think Jamie. None of these characters. Are really I'll, safe. I'll say Tyrion is also safe. Ah, maybe. The, I hope he They're going to get him to the last episode. I hope they do. I hope they give him to the last episode because that would be what Just I Just because see. he's so iconic with the series. Yeah, agreed. Like, that that's given him a big boost. It, that would be like <laughs> killing Tony Soprano like five episodes before The Sopranos. Episode. Yeah, I... Oh, God. We'll see, though. I just... I think that, uh, yeah, those characters are really... God, they're fucked, man. I just don't see how they come out. I don't see how a lot of them survive to get back to King's Landing. I just don't. Like, honestly, at this point, we... Like, I think you're right. We need to find a handful of people that are going to make it out of Winterfell. Like, like not who's going to survive. Like, two or three people, maybe five at the most, that's going to make it out of Winterfell. Because, spoiler alert, everybody dies. Yeah, there's... And, and then... You know how is that gonna how is that gonna work? Who, who's gonna be coming back? Who's gonna be taunting? Um, okay, Daenerys is already out of Winterfell. I'm failing, so so she's off the board. Yeah. Um, John, I don't think you can kill at this point because I mean, like he's literally the plot. Yeah, point. but I mean, he's already been killed. I don't think you you, you break any new ground by killing Yeah, him. but I mean, like, 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 if you've already killed somebody once, you're not gonna kill him again and bring him back. Well, it could be bad. I mean, anybody could be brought back and be turned into, like, a terrible, you know, uh, just a terrible scare and haunt somebody. You know, I think that could definitely happen. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's gonna make it. And it's just a, it's a total... I mean, we'll have so much more to go on once we see this episode, but until that happens, there are no guarantees, and we have no clue. That's It's just a, a, a blank screen past Sunday. Until we figure out what's going on, there's no way that we're going to be able to predict anything else on the show. Yeah, and I mean, like, I honestly kind of think that's the best part. Like, strap in, you have no idea what's going to go on. So get a helmet and enjoy the ride. Yeah, agreed, man. And that that wraps up the uh, the two episodes for us here. Um, you know that's 
God, it's all been building to this. The the first two episodes, as we've noted, were only about 55 minutes long apiece. And now for the rest of the episodes in the season, they're going to be almost a, about an hour and 20 minutes apiece from this point on. Yeah, literally movies going forward. And I'm going to say, as somebody who has to get up at 4 a.m. on Mondays... <laughs> Woof! It's gonna be really hard, but it's like I love Game of Thrones that much. You gotta, so. you gotta sacrifice. You gotta do it to the, the job, sir. For the Thrones, exactly for the Thrones. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it. That's the that is that is where we stand, and I cannot wait to see where it goes from there. Absolutely. So uh, before I get Hunter in on these uh, plugs, Kevin, what would you like to do? So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to episode three. Um, you know, can't can't wait. Can't wait for it. You can find my thoughts on at double O underscore Kevin um, on Twitter. I always tweet after it, like three tweets. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't follow me. Um, but, yeah, that's about what I miss. I'm super excited to be on here with you guys, and I can't wait till next week. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Hunter East, uh, and then I've, I haven't, still haven't really jumped on Twitter very much in the last year or two, I guess, since it's been, geez, since we did this. <clears throat> uh, on Instagram, at The Tall Effect, you can find me there uh, and my goings on. That's that's where the good folks can find me out there in the interweb. Sure, but it's a thing, and we're on it. <laughs> so for uh, Hunter East, I am Landon Dunn. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Got Talk. Right here on the Butt Munch Chips Radio Network. Butt Munch Chips, sit on your butt and munch. Thank you very much. 